Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode. Hello, and welcome back, Perspectives Podcast listeners. Um, I want to welcome you, or maybe this is your first time. Welcome to our Perspectives Podcast. Um, brought to you by Essence Learning. So we have been in the middle of a four-part series, and we're still continuing that on with um, our executive leadership coach, David Porter. In today's subject, we're going to talk about accelerating personal development, which I'm very excited to hear because I personal development is one of my top-tier goals, is always working on yourself and developing yourself. Um, and so we're going to hear about that and talking about um, how to expand your circle of influence and increase the depth and breadth of your leadership by um, doing this, accelerating your personal development. So, David, thank you for joining us again for our four-part series and, and welcome back um, to it. So for those of us who maybe are new or listening, I want to give you the opportunity to please go ahead and introduce yourself and a little bit of your journey towards personal development. Sure. Happy to, Kiki. It's great to be back with you again, as always. Um, I'm a CPA by training. I started out in Big 8, now Final Four Accounting out of the University of Florida. I got out of public accounting as rapidly as humanly possible and got into uh, industry. I actually started in the restaurant industry, uh, post-public accounting first, and then went to work for uh, Bombardier out of Montreal in mass transit and their CD Skeeter division. Um, And I'll talk a little bit more about that growth uh, later on. Uh, Worked for a company called Cessna Aircraft uh, as well for five years, where I I continued that learning journey and my leadership journey as well. Um, About six years ago, I decided to uh, leave the industry space and uh, help CEOs and business owners and their teams uh, on their own leadership journeys, uh, working on things like communication, decision effectiveness, uh, et cetera, around their, the learning journey. Um, and uh, it's what kind of led me here today. So I've been doing for the last six years executive coaching and advisory work for now five more industries. So I've worked now with or in a total of 15 different industries which hopefully helps me provide a valuable and useful perspective uh, to my clients in the the work that we're trying to do to help them get even better. No, great. And I know that this is something that is near and dear to you as well and something that your um, advisor advisor business does as well is go in and help with that accelerating your personal development and personal growth is particularly with leaders as well. So for all of us who are listening today, why does this matter? Why is personal development so important um, to leaders, to building leaders, to building future leaders? Why is it that we focus so much on personal development? Yeah, so um, we'll we'll go through a couple of slides in a minute, but I'll tell a couple of personal stories here uh, first. And and that is, um, I, probably about two thirds of the jobs I had the first 15 years of my career uh, out of the University of Florida were made up for me. Uh, They were made up because I couldn't mind my own business. I was always curious about problems that were kind of intractable and other people didn't really want to raise their hand for necessarily. Um, And so uh, that made 
the early part of my leadership journey and my, uh, my career, very interesting. Uh, I think probably some undiagnosed ADHD contributed uh, to that curiosity and, and this notion of kind of getting restless and wanting to try and learn different things. So it allowed me to expand that curiosity combined with bosses and, and again, just fortunate uh, opportunities to go help solve problems. Uh, allowed me to expand into other areas of the business. So I worked and so did some work in procurement and IT and a lot of administrative, led HR for a large organization, performance excellence, business transformation, general manager of a few different businesses, uh, and again, across multiple industries and had some C-level uh, work that I did uh, as part of a, a private equity firm and portfolio companies there. So I've had this kind of rich tapestry of experiences, which has made this journey fun. So for me, um, Carol Dweck talks about in her book, Mindset, this notion of growth mindsets versus fixed mindsets. I definitely have a growth mindset. Learner is my number one theme on Strength Finders and Gallup. Um, it is something I've read probably, I don't know, 150 plus leadership books. For me, that development by itself is worthwhile, just following through that process and learning new things. But it's putting that into use and testing it in real life that allows us to expand. We'll talk about this in a moment, our circle of influence that really makes personal development so important. And I'll also add this piece. There is no more difficult work that we do in our careers or frankly, personally, than the internal work, the work that we do on ourselves. But I firmly believe, we talked about in a previous podcast, teachable points of view. I fully believe that um, in order to influence others, in order to lead others, we have to lead ourselves first, right? And so this personal work is critically important to doing that. Great, no, um, and we talk about leading others, you have to lead yourself first, right? And that all ties into that and how we personally develop. Um, and I know you have a slide, David, that you want to share with everyone. So I want to make sure. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about a few of these. Thank you. Um, so as a, uh, not a former, a recovering control person uh, that <laughs> was always interested in fixing things and, and quality, right? The spreadsheets needed to be accurate. The insights needed to be helpful. The spelling needed to be impeccable. Um, all of those things. Um, I kind of migrated from this control to an influence model over time. And so this is the distinction that I make. And that is there's exactly one person on the planet that we can control, right? That's the person in the mirror. Um, again, the toughest person to work on, the one that often we're hardest on because we tell stories between our ears. You've heard maybe of the term imposter syndrome where we don't feel like we're enough for a situation, a role, a position. Uh, but somebody puts us into that situation anyway to help stretch us. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on in this podcast. So if you believe that there is only one person on the planet you can control, it gives you some freedom then to decide how many of the remaining 8 billion, whether that's family, friends, peers, bosses, customers, clients, patients, right, that you can actually spend time uh, influencing and supporting and serving. Right. So that's really the, the, the purpose of this. And part of that control model as well is, again, well, what do I need to do if I can only control myself? 
what do I need to do to get better? Because honestly, we all have, from my perspective, a need for growth and contribution. If we aren't doing those two things, right, it, it's worthwhile to question, well, if I don't have a bigger purpose of growth and contribution and supporting other people, why am I here, right? That's kind of an existential question that's beyond the scope of this podcast or my expertise, but it's a, it's a reasonable question to ask. Um, so that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Another reason that personal development matters, I think, is at some point in our careers, changing our behaviors, adjusting our behaviors, stopping behaviors that, again, I'm not going to use the term bad or good or wrong or right here. I prefer to use the term behaviors that have become less helpful to us versus ones that are more useful or more helpful, right? Those are things that we can continue to work on. And obviously I believe that, or I wouldn't have spent the last good part of my career because I use coaching in my leadership as well. But last six years specifically, uh, coaching and trying to support people and stopping behaviors that aren't helping them anymore and replacing them with behaviors that are more helpful, more useful, and that allow them to not only grow as individuals, personally, as well as leaders, but also to contribute at a higher level. Okay. I think also, and there's a, there's a military term that's been around for a long time called VUCA, right? Volatile, uncertain, chaotic, ambiguous. If there was ever a time, certainly in my career, uh, of, of uh, having that kind of volatility, certainly the last three years have uh, put that in stark relief, right? For all of us. And I think, being more resilient and creating those kinds of skills is critically important for us to be more effective. Right. So let's pull up the next slide and talk a little bit about kind of the, the final point around the mattering um, around personal development. And that's this. Stephen Covey, in one of his books, I don't know, Seven Habits or First Things First, a long time ago, uh, talked about this notion of a circle of influence, right? We all have a, a circle of of, uh, capabilities of people, of of teams, of ideas that we have in any given point in time. One of the things that I think is most powerful about personal development is it allows us to expand our circle of influence. And by doing that, increases our breadth and depth of leadership. So I'll use a a really stark example of uh, being a fear-based leader right? Where you're, you're leading through fear. And I know we don't have fear-based leaders for the most part, aren't going to be listening to SS learning podcasts, right? Uh, or listening to a guy like me, but using that as an example, fear-based leaders can fear, can, can be effective in quotes in terms of getting things done while they're in the room. But once they leave the room, all that that room, the people in that room are left with are memories of what just happened. And at best, they're going to be compliant and at worst, viciously compliant um, in getting a certain piece of work done. What that doesn't do is allow that leader to lead when they're when they're outside of the room. And so what courageous leaders do and what we can bring to the table by expanding our capabilities is a different level of breadth and depth of leadership across more people, across more situations, and a deeper understanding because we've shared our points of view with people that allow them to learn and take those points of view and use them themselves to, again, contribute, to grow and to contribute at a higher level. That's the idea behind personal development that is, for me, most powerful. 
No, this is great information, uh, David, especially when you bring up the word influence um, in talking about, you know, I automatically thought about like, you're right. I am the only person that I can control, but I have the capability to influence others. Um, and how do I do that? You know, that's part of my personal development as well as figuring out how do I personally influence others? How do I make that impact towards others as, as well? And then finding out, and, and I love how you put it, like you're not calling them good or bad behaviors. That's right. But what are the behaviors you need? What are the behaviors that you maybe don't need at that time? And learning those differences and really focusing on that. And, you know, when we talk about personal development, one of the things I want to ask you is definitely when we look at how we develop ourselves, since we, we do have control over ourselves, like you, you mentioned in your slide, but who is responsible for our personal development? Is it us? Is it because we have that control? Or is it the manager? Is it the organizations that we work for uh, because we are influencing them, right? Who who does that power lie within for the personal development? Yeah, so um, I, I have a couple of different points of view here, right? One, uh, my when I put my human resources kind of people leader hat on, um, I say it's a partnership, right? And, and I believe that to be true. But largely speaking, um, in, in my coaching, I, I always spend at least an hour, uh, if not longer, with, with potential clients and, and talking through what's important to them, what's, what, they have, what do they have going on. And one of the questions that we inevitably talk about is, you know, even if we agreed that they need help, do they want help and do they want it now? Right. Because what I don't do is argue with clients um, because each of us uh, has the power to decide what, if anything, we want to do in a given situation, what we want to work on, what we don't. So if you don't want to work on something right now, I have no judgment around that. It's not right for you for whatever your reasons are. We kind of move on. Right. So for me, personal development is highly quite you know, a little little uh, circular here, but it is it is personal. You get to decide when and how you do it. And I think you have to be your own best advocate there more often than not and ask for the help, ask for the support, say, I am interested in this. I'm interested in growing um, sometimes, maybe often for you if you're fortunate. And I've certainly had bosses like this before. They put you into situations that you don't think you're ready for, but they believe in you, right? And that's fantastic right. when you've got that kind of a boss. You also may have a boss that comes to you and says, you know what, Kiki, we really think you would be an outstanding addition to this team. And we'd like to put you over there in a cross-functional kind of situation and allow you to learn more about our business, et cetera. All of those partnerships are great, but I find that showing up with curiosity and saying I'm actually like explicitly interested in learning more about X is the best way to kind of develop that partnership and drive it, if you will. Because again, our bosses, our managers, leaders, et cetera, they've got full-time jobs as well. They've got a lot going on and more than just one employee, generally, in spe generally speaking, right? And a lot of organizations don't have formal L&D process, learning and development processes, or talent development processes or high potential programs because of their size, because of the maturity of the organization for whatever reason. So actually finding a way to carve out a space to say, look, I wanna learn 
more about this and that we'll talk about different ways to develop here um, later on in this podcast. But that's, I think, the big driver um, is, is what do you want and what are you ready to try to take on yourself? How do you battle that internal conflict, David, with um, your leader saying, this is something that I want you to do. You're prepared for this. This is, but then internally you're saying, I'm not comfortable to go there yet. I'm not ready to be in that position. And there are some other things that I want to work on. How do you battle that conflict? There's a great George Bernard Shaw quote uh, that says um, uh, something to the fact, forgive, forgive the paraphrasing here because I don't have notes, but um, that says, just do what must be done. It may not be happiness, but it is greatness. And uh, more than one coach of mine or mentor of mine or boss of mine have sent me that quote when I've kind of been had had moments right where I was feeling sorry for myself and kind of wallowing a little bit. Um, and I got back to work. Uh, my best example of how to kind of handle that is a, uh, a speech I gave as part of this kind of underground group at Cessna Aircraft over 20 years ago about transforming a 75 year old 11,000 person company because a new CEO who had been there 30 years but not a CEO was coming into his role. And I was elected out of this group of 10 or 12 of us that were meeting, you know, at 6 7 o'clock on Thursday mornings for about four months, hatching this plan, right, to take over the world. Um, and so I was a speaker to the CEO and his direct reports. And I gave a speech. Um, I'm an early riser. So at seven o'clock the next morning, my phone rang and it was the CEO. And he said, I'd like to see you in my office. And I thought, well, it was a fun career. Um, enjoyed it, um, you know, et cetera. And he said, look, he said, love the speech and I want you to do it. And I looked at him, the first things out of my, the first words out of my mouth were, I have no idea how to do this, <laughs> which was true. And he said, you know what, you'll figure it out and I'll help. Right. And we figured it out and we just got to work. Uh, I think how you think about that is you're grateful to the person that tapped you on the shoulder and said, Hey, I believe you can do this. And then you do what you always do, Kiki, right? Uh, and, and you say, look, I'm going to be curious. I'm going to ask questions. I have the permission to ask for help. And we're going to figure this out because it matters. It's purposeful work, right? And you just go and do it. And if when you have leaders that put you into those stretch situations, um, that's worth its weight in gold, right? Because they right. believe in you often a lot more than we believe in ourselves. Yeah, I... I I just feel that's so key because I know we all internally have that conflict of being put in those situations and how do we that's handle right. it? And it may be something that I don't know yet, uh, but I think you're right. Like with the stretch goals and the, and the being able to adjust and being able and having that confidence to, to say, I maybe don't know, but I'm going to be curious. I'm going to learn about it. And then I'm going to right. work on excelling at it. I, you know, to me, that goes a long way in a mile because I think that we've always had those conflicts internally. And like you said, and when you said imposter syndrome, I was like, I go through that all the time yeah. when you're thinking, yeah. like, I can't do it. Um, I'm just pretending or I'm not really understanding. And so having those capabilities to be able to be open and to be able to learn, that really does go a long way towards our personal development and growth. And now you just learned a new skill. Uh, so I, I, I love that. Um, and David, I would love for you to share with our audience, and I know you have a, an additional slide about this, but what is our fastest route to maximizing growth? Sure. Let's let's talk about that. So um, 
again, on the left side, some growth paths, right? Are, are these all of them? No, but these five, I think, uh, resonate things that I've, I've used, uh, things my clients have used as well to kind of move forward. Now, I, I, I've talked about my Cessna experience. That was the stretch assignment of all assignments for me. It was by far the, uh, with all, you know, I've worked with some wonderful people over the years, don't take me wrong, but this kind of life-changing, really uh, difficult, soul-crushing kind of work, uh, lonely work, et cetera, and trying to, you know, even hallucinate that we could actually change the way that work got done in a, in a company as, as uh, old and as, as big and as uh, capable as Cessna was. So about 70% of our personal development comes from these stretch assignments. And that's, those are assignments where we're not, we don't have, they're not blind spots. We're not, um, unconsciously incompetent. So I don't actually know what I don't know. I actually do know, um, and it's actually more conscious incompetence uh, here rather than competence, but I, I actually don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do it well. It's my first day of riding a bike. We are going to fall down, etc. It's live practice. It expands our circle of capabilities, which then allows us to be more influential and more impactful, maybe a more uh, a better word, more impactful on the work that we're doing and the people we're doing it with. But it works because it does require us to take a look at our beliefs sometimes, take a look at how we've done things historically, learn new skills and do so in a way and, and as part of a project that actually matters to the organization and, and to its people, right? So stretch assignments are by far the, the, the best way to do that. I've talked about in a previous podcast as well, this notion of my 13 year old sister as a, when I was five, throwing me into the deep end of a pool and how that um, not, not knowing that she was a safety net, how that impacted my relationship with water for the next several decades in a negative way, just to be clear. I don't believe stretch assignments mean that we throw people into the deep end without help and say sink or swim. You know, that's the way I came up in the world and, you know, whatever, whatever that false bravado is, we, this notion of fearless leaders, which I don't happen to believe in. I've not experienced fearless human beings before. Um, they may exist, but not in my, not in my realm. These are my experience. So, um, I don't believe you need to throw people into that deep end without them understanding that you are a safety net and or they have safety nets, right? Asking mm. for help, I believe is heroic, not in all organizations, not in all cultures, but for me, the ability to ask for help and get that support, whether it's from your boss or somebody who's an already an expert in the area, but it allows you to work in a way that expands and challenges you to do things you haven't done before but doesn't break the company as a result, right, of it failing, if you will, for lack of a better word. So that's number one. The second item is coaching. Um, and again, this isn't the coaching necessarily that I do, although obviously there can be value in that. It could be coaching that you're doing by asking a set of questions that move people forward, right? If you were the coach for you, Kiki, what would you do in this situation? That's a great question. It's like, what do you mean? You're, I asked you for help. What are you asking me to ask myself this question? Well, here's the, here's a secret that coaches and other people may not share uh, very broadly, but the reality is for most of us, the answer is in there, right? People say, well, you, you know, do you teach people to be courageous? No, I just try to help them unlock that courageousness, right? Yeah. It's already in there. 
That's really what we're doing. And so by asking questions and asking them in a different way and reframing, it allows us to help our people and frankly, help ourselves by asking a better question to get unstuck and move forward, right? To grow, to then be able to contribute, to then be able to influence, to then be able to have more impact on the people that we're serving, okay? Mentoring, another great thing if you can, and again, it requires, uh, this is a two-way relationship. It requires people that are willing to mentor you. Uh, I've done it and I've had it, uh, experienced it on both sides of the table in my career. It can be very helpful. And especially around the storytelling, the people talking about their journey and especially about the stories of the, the failures they've overcome to get where they are today. Nobody has a linear path. Nobody, right? It is a curvy path. It is a two steps forward, three back situation, right? All of us experience that. This is not the Facebook, Instagram redacted lives that we get to read about that aren't real, that are made up, that just make us feel crappy about ourselves. This is real life. I made some mistakes, many mistakes. This is how I overcame them. And that can be extremely helpful to those of us that are trying to grow into leadership roles and also not shame ourselves into thinking, well, once you reach CEO or CFO or COO or whatever those titles are, once you're an executive VP or vice president, you figured it all out. Not the case. There's still humans in there, right? They may have different titles, but all of us are continuing to struggle with the same stuff. Maybe we're doing it a bit better as we get later in our career. Maybe not. But the reality is those struggles never completely go away. And again, at least for the people that I've worked with and the, and the person that I've been. Teaching is another way, right? If, if you want to know whether or not you know a topic, right? You, you read about it, you, you experience some things, you do that, teach it, right? Put together, I, I did a speech last month. Um, that was 35 minutes long, a keynote uh, to a conference. And I worked for three months on that keynote right? To get it to 35 minutes. If they just said, you can talk for two hours, I would have started that day, right? <laughs> so that teaching piece, it really challenges you to know the material cold and to be able to share that point of view that matters to the team. And then finally, facilitating. If you have an opportunity in your organization, right? To be a facilitator rather than a team leader, and you can be a team leader as well, but to facilitate. Facilitators um, help us think on our feet and, and get teams to desired outcomes. It's not about, you know, what, what the, what the uh, uh, end result is going to be. It's not we're responsible for this deadline. It is helping a group of people ask and answer questions more efficiently and more effectively in order to get to an outcome. And it's a really great way to test your skills in a room to be able to stand up in front of people in a, in a safe way and say, you know what, I am here for one purpose and one person only, one purpose only, and that is to make this meeting uh, and the outcomes be more effective than they would be if I wasn't inside the room. Those are five ways, not the only five, but five ways I found and experienced that allow us to grow even more rapidly as professionals. No, these are great. And what I love about them is that there is some kind of personal responsibility as well um, and personal accountability for those steps also. Um, is It's just amazing when you talk about like the coaching aspect of things. And if you were coaching yourself, 
what would you say? And that internal look in, right? Because I always ask people, coach me, tell me, mentor me, give me advice. Uh, but I never do that internal step to, to look in and to see what are the things that I feel like I need to work on. Real quick, Kiki, there's also an alternative question there. If that one is, feels a little bit too hard, it's like, what do you mean? What am I going to tell myself? I don't talk to myself. I'm one of those people that talk to myself, right? I'm just, you know, full vulnerability here, right? Full, full disclosure. <laughs> but you can also say, what advice or what counsel or what would you ask your best friend or what would you tell your best friend, right? That's a way to do it kind of once removed because when we think about, okay, well, the stakes are high with my best friend. I, I want to, you know, I'm, I'm invested in their success, right? So that's another way to kind of reframe a question and say, you know what, I'm going to get out of my own head a little bit, not going to ask it about myself, but one step adjacent, what would I tell my best friend to do? Well, yeah. Those are great. Those are definitely great questions that I'm going to start asking myself as I look at personal development as well and growing my leadership path um, is, you know, really looking at those aspects of the coaching, the mentoring, the, the teaching, the facilitation. All of that plays a, such an important part in our own personal development and getting to that next level as well. Um, and while we talk about that, David, about the, the coaching and the mentoring aspect of that, I would love for you to share with our audience about what David Porter Advisors does. Are you available for mentoring and for coaching um, for our, our leaders that are listening to today's podcast? Yeah, definitely, definitely for coaching. I mean, it, it, it depends on bandwidth, right? Because of my two hour responsiveness uh, kind of guarantee mm -hmm. to my clients, uh, I do limit uh, and carefully select the, the folks I work with. Uh, but the reality is I'm always available to uh, answer questions, get on the phone with folks and, and have conversations. Um, again, my main goal is to kind of leave people in places better than I find them. Um, and this practice allows me the opportunity to do that. So I encourage anybody to reach out to me if I can be of help to them. Again, no fee uh, required here at the front end. <laughs> I'm just to be clear, because people are like, oh, he's going to charge me whatever. No. Um, if, if you, if you care enough about your development to reach out to somebody like me and you want to have a conversation, whether that's a half an hour, an hour, I've got no problem doing that. Okay. So. Right. Okay. Great. And how can people get a hold of you? I'm at David at David Porter advisors and the advisors is ORS instead of ERS. No ERS, ORS. It's okay. ORS. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, David, for um, being a part of this, of today's podcast, talking about accelerating your personal development um, and being a part of our four part series uh, featuring you and um, everything that you're sharing with us for our leaders and for leadership development as well. Um, if you are, new to Perspectives Podcast, I, I highly encourage you to go and to listen to uh, David's other episodes as well. Um, and some great information and some great nuggets that you can take away to go ahead and start your leadership development journey and to help improve yourself if you're already on that journey as well. Um, I do want to remind people, if you do need anything um, for coaching or anything like that, you can also reach out to assetslearning.net. Uh, um, as well. And they also will give you information about our upcoming podcast also for Perspectives. So thank you, David, again, for taking the time out of your day to join us. Um, and with that, I'm going to sign off for today's podcast. Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. 
we partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.